0: Welcome to Watchmen on the Wall, a daily outreach of Southwest Radio Ministries and SWRC.com. Today, we have an important update on the mission outreach in Pakistan. But first, we'll continue our series on why we should explore Bible prophecy with Steve Butler. Watchman on the Wall is here each day to bring clarity to the chaos and remind everyone who tunes in that God is still on the throne and prayer changes things. In this new year, don't miss out on any of the important topics and information that's shared on Watchmen on the Wall. Subscribe to our free e-newsletter, A Moment of Prophecy. The latest insight and analysis from our speakers and access to our latest resources. Sign up today for the free e-newsletter, swrc.com, or just give us a call, 1-800-652-1144. And if email is not your thing, make sure you get our free monthly updates through the mail. Same great information, just delivered through the mail. SWRC.com or sign up at 1-800-652-1144. Time to pick up where we left off before the holidays with our series, Why Explore Bible Prophecy, with teacher and author Steve Butler.
1: We are in the midst of digging through the Bible to answer the question, why explore Bible prophecy? So we are in point number three. In fact, we finished it up in our last program, and I wanted to go back just a a moment here in the beginning to do a quick review of the last uh, couple of verses that we had there in point number three, and it was about you cannot fully understand who Jesus Christ is without studying the prophetic scriptures. And remember, the prophetic scriptures are about 30% of the Bible. Remember when we put our hand in the, uh, the hard copy of the um, Bible, we put our hand at the beginning of the book of Daniel in the Old Testament, then we put our other hand at the end of Revelation at the very end of the Bible, and then we brought them together to show you what you are missing out on if you do not study the prophetic scriptures. It's that much content of the Bible. And, of course, uh, we determine in Revelation 19, verse 10, also in point number three there, that Jesus is the spirit of prophecy, that in order to understand who Jesus is, you need to understand prophecy, that he is revealed from Genesis to Revelation. Uh, and we need to understand that, that it's not simply the gospel message of Jesus Christ crucified, buried, and resurrected, although that is a core, core uh, component of salvation. Jesus, uh, the Heavenly Father, gave us all 66 books to understand him and to understand his Messiah. So in 1 Corinthians 15, and if we could go there in our Bibles just very quickly to um, reiterate the um, two points the two Scripture passages there in 3 and 4, and that is the point that as he goes through in 3 and 4 the most simple, clear description of the Gospel in the entire Bible. Uh, It talks about his death, burial, and resurrection and how it had to happen according to the Scriptures and to make the point that when Paul was talking to the Corinthians, he was talking to them using almost entirely, uh, and I have to believe that uh, he may have had access to some information since he had already written Galatians and so forth, but he had the 39 books of the Old Testament, and when he reasoned from them, reasoned with them from the scriptures about Jesus Christ and him being crucified and resurrected, he was using the Old Testament. So we had a couple of verses there, Psalm 1610, and it talks about David uh, will see Jesus in the flesh, that David will not be abandoned to um, the grave forever, but he will see Jesus again, just as Jesus, he says, will be resurrected. Of course, he doesn't call him Jesus there, uh, but he's referring to um, the Son of God, the Redeemer. And then we have Job. And I wanted to go to Job. Job's one of those books. So if you'd start going there now, it's back Oh, about a third of the way into your Bible. If you can find Isaiah and then Proverbs and Psalms right after going to the left towards the beginning of the Bible, right after Psalms, you'll find Job. It's one of those books that's just full of good information about a number of uh, biblical subjects, Uh, but it's a book that hardly anybody ever references uh, just because it's buried back there in the Old Testament. And it's a shame because, like I say, it's got such great information in it. And one of those pieces of great information is in Job 19, where he is basically stating again what, or I shouldn't say again, because he probably wrote at least, oh, four to five hundred years before David wrote. So that would be about fourteen, fifteen hundred years before Christ, or from our time perspective, about thirty-four to thirty-five hundred years ago. But look what he says in Job 19, and it says, as for me, I know that my Redeemer lives. So this is a far distant past reference to Jesus Christ. How did he know this? Because God counted him as righteous, and he gave this information to Job. Remember, we read back in Amos 3.7 that God doesn't keep any of his secret counsel any of his plans secret. He wants his believers, those who fear him, he wants them to know. So here's an example of Job knowing this and sharing that knowledge with us as a reader of the Bible. As for me, again, verse 25, I know that my Redeemer lives, and at the last he will take his stand on the earth, even after my skin is destroyed, yet from my flesh... I shall see God, whom I myself shall behold, and whom my eyes will see, and not another. My heart faints within me. He's basically describing his death, burial, and resurrection. And he's also describing Jesus' death, burial. Not only his death, burial, and resurrection, but he's also talking about 2,000 years later, his millennial kingdom when he will take a stand on the earth, verse 25. So (laughs) we are seeing so much fantastic um, future prophecy right here in these three verses. And it's such great uh, prophetic uh, understanding that he says at the end of 27, my heart faints within me. Uh, at the thought of what we're talking about here. So what a wonderful passage, just as we saw with David writing in Psalm 16 about Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection, which is the gospel message in 1 Corinthians 15:3 and 4, and that it's through a study of the Scriptures, Old and New Testament, that we understand the complete significance and the breadth and the depth of what this means for us. So I I, I hope you see that in point number three, that we cannot fully understand Jesus uh, as the Christ simply by looking at a couple of scriptures in the New Testament, that God has given us 66 books to tell us about his son, and that he admonishes us to study those books because we know uh, that it pleases God. As a matter of fact, I'm just just led to show you that. Go to... um, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, I just am led to do that, about pleasing God. Learning about him is what pleases him. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, and I want to go to verse 9. It says, therefore, we also have as our ambition, whether at home or absent, to be pleasing to him. So Paul is telling the Corinthians believers, therefore, he's telling us our ambition while we're on this earth is to please God, to please Jesus. And then, of course, your, your first and natural question would be, what pleases him? So let's go on to the right here, the book of Colossians. So if you've got Second Corinthians, then you're going to find Galatians. Then you're going to find Ephesians and Philippians, little books there. And the last one before you get to, to uh, Thessalonians uh, is Colossians. And if you go to Colossians chapter one, I just want you to see two verses here. Remember our point here is what pleases God? What pleases God? Verse nine, Colossians chapter one, verse nine, for this reason also, since the day we heard of it, we have not ceased to pray for you, talking to the believers at Colossae. So therefore to us, and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. Verse 10, so that you will walk in a manner worthy of the Lord. And then look at this, to please him in all respects. And what is he talking about? Bearing fruit in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. So can you see that? Paul told us in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 9, our purpose for being on the earth is to please God. And then Paul tells us over in Colossians, what pleases God? Bear fruit in every good work and increase in the knowledge of God. Well, that's what we're all about, is to prayerfully humbly search the scriptures to learn all we can about God, His Son Jesus, and His Holy Spirit, so that we can be about pleasing him. So I, I pray that you you see that that focus, that emphasis, because it's it's my passion. It's my passion, um, as we all should as we study the scripture, as you find a truth in God's word, don't you want to share it with somebody? Don't you you get excited that you've uncovered a gold nugget of truth in God's word and you want to tell somebody about it. So shout it from the rooftop. <laughs> all right, let's go on to point number four. It says Jesus admonished us all to study the entire word of God, the old testament and the new testament, to fully understand God and his will for our lives. And of course I've been I've been talking about that. Yeah, I've gotten a little ahead of myself here because I get excited, but let's go to John chapter five and let's let the scripture talk to us so we were there in job way back in the old testament now we want to move into the new testament matthew mark luke john remember if you get to acts you've gone too far to the right you want to go to the book of john and we're early in the book of john in chapter 5 and we want to go to john chapter 5 and let's look at verses 36 to 40 john chapter 5 36 to 40 it says um in John 5.36, but the testimony which I have is greater than the testimony of John. And this is Jesus speaking. But the testimony which I have is greater than the testimony of John. For the works which the Father has given me to accomplish, the very works that I do, testify about me that the Father has sent me. And the Father who sent me he has testified of me. You have neither heard his voice at any time nor seen his form. You do, not, you do not have his word abiding in you, for you do not believe him who sent me. So this is this is Jesus talking to basically unbelievers. And he's saying again, let me read 38 again, you do not have his word abiding in you, for you do not believe him whom he sent. And here's an admonishment, an accusation, if you will, against these unbelievers. Verse 39, you search the scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life. It is these that testify about me. It's the scriptures that testify about me. Remember, Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Verse 40, and you are unwilling to come to me so that you may have life. So he's basically telling them that you're searching the scriptures like an academic would do uh, with, let's just say, the, the works of Shakespeare, something like that. You're going through it academically thinking that, hey, somebody told me that I can find salvation in the Bible. So by studying the scriptures, you can do that. Well, if you go into the scriptures studying like a pure academic with your head only and your heart is not engaged, in other words, you do not believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God, but you simply want to go through an academic exercise, you will fail, and you will not please God. So when we learned a few moments ago there in um, Colossians chapter 1, particularly verse 10, studying and learning about God is what pleases Him, he means it from a position, from doing it from a position of reverential fear of Him, not some uh, distracted, disjointed rather, uh, detached academician. So there's a big difference there. And he's saying that you shouldn't search the scriptures just to think that you can have salvation that way. So let's go to um, another scripture here that we have listed in 2 Timothy. Let's go to 2 Timothy to build on this point if we can. So if you or in John, you want to get to Acts and Romans and 1st and 2nd Corinthians, and then through the small books of Galatians and Ephesians. Then you're going to get to the, the big T words, the Thessalonians, right? And then as soon as you get through those, you get to the intermediate T, which is Timothy. And of course, after Timothy's Titus, the little T. It's the way it helps me to remember where they all are. The big T, the middle T, and the little T. So in John, uh, Timothy, and we want to go to 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter 3, and we want to go to 2 Timothy chapter 3 and look at verses 1 through 7. But realize this, that in the last days difficult times will come, for men will be lovers of self, lovers of money, boastful, arrogant, revilers, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy, unloving, unloving irreconcilable, malicious gossips, without self-control, brutal, haters of good, treacherous, reckless, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, holding a form of godliness, although they have denied its power. Avoid such men as these, for among them are those who enter into households and captivate weak women weighed down with sins led on by various impulses. Verse seven, always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Let me repeat number seven again. This is 2 Timothy chapter three, verse seven. Always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of truth. They have head smarts, but their heart is is dead. And if your heart is dead, your soul is dead as far as Jesus Christ and your salvation is concerned. So the point is here, don't be like the unbelievers and go at the scriptures in in an academic, head-smart way. Your heart has to be engaged in this or it's a futile effort.
0: Make sure you stay tuned for the next installment in our teaching series, Why Explore Bible Prophecy. Will the Church Go Through the Tribulation is an excellent book to continue your study of Bible prophecy. One of the chapters is written by Steve Butler. There are also chapters by Larry Spargimino, Kenneth Hill, and Noah Hutchings. Order your copy of Will the Church Go Through the Tribulation when you call 1-800-652-1144 that's 1-800-652-1144 or you can always order online swrc.com thanks to your generosity children in Pakistan are able to go to a school in a safe environment with an update on the mission work in Pakistan here's our host Dr. Larry Spargimino I am visiting
2: with Pastor Victor Samuel, who is the administrator of Grace Charity School in Toba Tech Singh, Pakistan. To be quite frank with you, we need funds for this very, very important work. It is indeed an opportunity to take part in a wonderful ministry that is providing a Christian education for underprivileged kids in Pakistan. In fact, it would be a great missionary outreach for a church or a church organization in 2023, in the new year. I know a lot of churches say, well, whom should we help this year? Well, I want you to pray about Grace Charity School. It's a great, great work. Thank you, Pastor Victor Samuel, for being with us. Tell us about the dire situation of the underprivileged children in the brick kilns and how Grace Charity School is providing a free education for them.
3: Well, thank you so much, Pastor Larry, for having me with you today to let everyone know about the situation at the Bricklands and the needs of the schools in Pakistan. I want to wish you all a very Merry Christmas as well. Pastor Larry, you know, in the year of modern architecture as the act of construction has reached its peak and the latest technologies have been introduced to the world. Yes. A great number of humans, especially, you know, innocent children, are still being used in the productions of bricks at Bricklands in, in, in human manners in Pakistan. Although the government has introduced many laws against child labor, these rules continue to be violated in the most appalling way. Mm. I praise the Lord for Grace charity school, which aims to support Christian children from leaves at bricklands many christians in pakistan live in uh, family communities they work as laborers domestic cleaners street sweepers and sentry workers but their wages are low many are illiterate and access to government schools is difficult or impossible you can say you know right and two-thirds of Pakistan's. People live in villages, looking after the buffaloes and harvesting rice and cottons. These are some villages in the Punjab, uh, where we live, and where almost everyone is Christian. Some of these communities may have church school, but often there is no access to education, especially for girls. Right. Which is really very uh, very hard to even describe. You know, I want to tell you that there are hundreds of bricklands dot Pakistan's Punjabi countryside, uh, turning out thousands of bricks for the building industry. And the following age-old methods, almost all bricks in Pakistan are made by hand from mud dug out of the ground, you know, molded right. into yeah. the shape and fired in a wet, hot clean. All this done under the blessing fund by poorly paid manual laborers, and many of whom are Christians. It is a family business The children joining their parents to produce 1,000 bricks for little financial reward. Mm-hmm. Few children of brick-making families can go to school. Their rituals lead into the industry and to grinding poverty. And Grace Harry School is supporting several children of pre-owners. One example is the GCS in Kamalia, where we started recently a school about uh, two and a half years ago. A local church worker studied a primary school in a small rented building for the youngest yes. uh, children of Christian pre workers over the past uh, you know, two and a half years. With the support of you all, the school has now grown into a primary school offering education for near 200 children from kindergarten to sixth grade. This is a new school that we started in another remote village, I have been telling you. Yes. We have now more than 600 children in these both schools. You know, the one school in we which we started since 2010, is already. We are saving these uh, little children uh, who have been working from generation to generation at the Brooklands. Now we have these schools, praise the Lord. I just want to tell you more a little bit that cases of sexual harassment can also be seen in such places. Yes, you can see in Google or you can you know search on YouTube. There are several stories of young girls and even young boys at yes. bricklin factories are sexually abused, and these innocent children are being exploited by these people who behave like wild beast against other humans, while they pretend to be educated members of society. Such people are a stain for any civilized society, you know. And this phenomenon has, is known all over the world. Now, this is not high from anywhere, anybody, you know. All over the world is aware of this. Another important factor about the Brickland employees is that they are Employed in the same job, generation after generation, like I was telling you before. Mm-hmm. In a very early age, children learn to, uh, this skill from their elders, since parents really have enough to survive. So uh, they bring their children to the bricklands. So grace schools are working to protect these children, educating them, and trying to see children's rights, respect, you know.
2: Right. Friends, I've been working with Pastor Victor since 2009. He is a godly man. He has a wonderful wife, Sophia. Her brother is a pastor in Pakistan, and they have dedicated their lives to the Lord Jesus Christ, and God is working through them in a mighty way. I would say it's a miracle just to see these underprivileged kids getting a Christian education. And I fully understand before you donate to a ministry, you might have some additional questions. So please give me a call if you want to speak to me, 1-800-652-1144, or even better, please send me an email, larry at swrc.com. The ministry in Pakistan is the love of my life. These boys and girls are so marvelously transformed by the grace of God, and they are getting a first-rate education. I know that you will want to help them by helping Grace Charity School. Pastor Victor, I know that the kids that are raised in the brick kilns are locked into a life of poverty unless they can get a good Christian education. So I really appreciate the work that you do and the teachers are doing in Grace Charity School.
3: I think that the work we are doing is really worth These children are the future of their families. Yes. So, and I really want to appreciate you all, especially you, Pastor Neri, who have been doing so much hard work, raising funds for the school. And also, I want to tell you that the place we have here at Singh, we do not have much place for the children. For this new year, we would like to build more rooms yeah. on the piece of land which we have
2: purchased. Right. Well, that's so wonderful, Pastor Victor. We really thank you very, very much. And friends, if you'd like to speak to me, 1-800-652-1144, or send me an email, larry at swrc.com.
0: If you're a new listener to Watchmen on the Wall, make sure you request your new listener pack. In this packet, you'll find a special welcome letter from our president, Dr. Kenneth Hill, information about the ministry, and a free book. It's our way of saying thank you for being a new listener here at Southwest Radio Ministries. To request your new listener pack, which is absolutely free, call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. And request your new listener pack today. Our featured resource today is the book, Will the Church Go Through the Tribulation? This excellent book will enhance your study of Bible prophecy. There are chapters written by Steve Butler, Noah Hutchings, Kenneth Hill, and Larry Spargimino. Order your copy of Will the Church Go Through the Tribulation when you call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Or order online, SWRC. Tomorrow, we have an important update on the conflict between Ukraine and Russia and how it relates to Bible prophecy. Be sure to tune in on your favorite radio station by downloading our SWRC mobile app or by subscribing to our daily Watchmen on the Wall podcast. Watchman on the Wall is a production of Southwest Radio Ministries and is supported by faithful listeners like you. Visit SWRC.com.